You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. Afternoon, baseball family. Welcome to another dollop of British baseball in this week's British Baseball Podcast. Today, I'm really chuffed to have as my guest Matthew Morandi, second baseman for Team GB at some of the lower levels and also the legends. But before I get to pick his brains on his baseball journey, I beg each and every one of you to subscribe to the podcast if you can do and drop us a little review if that's also doable. And if you're watching this on the old YouTubes, why not just click on that little subscribe button there too. I'm only a handful of followers away from getting 100. I know it's a farewell away from the million that we've set ourselves the highest target to achieve. Uh, but as soon as I hit that 100, I can give the title of the of the um, the channel a proper name and not the letters and numbers. It's randomly gibberish there. Um, so... If you're feeling really, really generous, give a little thumbs up on the video too. And let me know what's on your mind in the comment section. I'll do my best to respond to all those as and when I've realized that you've left them. If you want to hit me up with any feedback or contact the show, you know I am BritishBaseballPodcast at gmail.com or BritBaseballPod on the old social media. So now it's time to get the kettle on. Leave that tea bag in there for about three to five minutes, depending on how strong you like your brew. A dash of uh, milk in there. Crack open the bought too early Fox's Christmas Biscuits, who are not a sponsor, and also enjoy this episode and Chinwank with Matt Moran. Matt, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very well. Thank you for sitting patiently through that waffle. Uh, uh, welcome into the show. It's uh, been lovely to have you on. I've, I've been chatting to you off on the, online and uh, down in the field and stuff, and it's been been cracking to, to get you on to the, to the show. So, do you want to start us off? How did you get into baseball? Oh, that's a good question. Um, basically, I just, you know, just childhood holidays, you know, just being in the US watching baseball on ESPN and your know, sports center was a massive thing. Absolutely loved the, um, you know, the top tens they used to put on of the web gems, just watching like the little league world series, things like that. And just, just eventually I said, you know, I want to play that. And my dad was, you know, very willing to get me into a sport that I was actually good at. So um, we looked up the nearest baseball team and it just happened to be the Bolton Burrs Bronco team at the time and started there and haven't stopped since. Awesome. Um, so which teams have you played for? We've, we've mentioned that the, the Bolton Bears yeah. who went on to be the Bolton Robots of Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, you're currently playing for the Legends team. Um, yeah. Anyone else that you'd, you'd like to, to mention? So I went from Bolton Burrs to Bronco team, which is, uh, I think it was under 14, to uh, Holton Polecats uh, mm-hmm. in Runcorn, which was the, the under 16 team. Then moved from the back to Bolton to the Robots Doom, which, you know, best name in baseball. And then went from Robots of Doom uh, to the London Mets youth playing in um, Prague and going to Natuno in Italy, uh, Bordeaux, just, and then obviously playing at Finsbury. Um, yeah. Absolutely playing a ton of baseball at that point. And then um, played a little, uh, I think I played a season for the Mets NBL team. Then after that, I think I did Essex and Hearts in one season. Um, and then the season after went to just play for Hearts. That was um, 
a really good season. I really enjoyed that. And then now I'm with the Legends, and it's really good, awesome baseball with the Legends. And where do you live? Uh, in Wigan. Wigan. That's a yes. lot, of, <laughs> lot, yeah. lot of miles you, you caught up there. Oh, definitely. A lot of miles. So um, who were some of your favourite players then? And was there any in particular that got you really into baseball from, from a fan point of view? The first, the player that definitely got me into baseball was um, David Ortiz. I'm obviously a Red Sox fan. Um, and, um, for, the, for those that are listening at home, he's got, <laughs> yeah. he's got some filth up on his walls, <laughs> which I'll, I'll try and blur out if you're watching it, but I make no promises. Yeah, so um, I, uh, yeah, David Ortiz was definitely my favorite, like my favorite player growing up um, was definitely David Ortiz. He just, watching him hit absolute tanks in the ALCs in 2013 off the De- Detroit Tigers and all that sort of stuff growing up was absolutely awesome. Yeah. Um, favorite player now, I'd say, is definitely Michael Chavis. Um, He's not having a great season this season, but just his swing and what being able to see him at the London series was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I bet. Um, any of the British baseball players or, or people in the British baseball community that you look to up to or anyone that's influenced you along the way? I'd say um, got, uh, people I look up to, you know, like there's always teammates that are, you know, great helps and influence the way you play. Like, I think the best thing is the fact that um, throughout the years and all the teams I've played for, there's always been somebody who's almost taken me under their wing. It's like, you know, an older guy, a teammate, you know, has just helped me along the way, I'd say. Um, Jay Bax at Bolton was awesome. Uh, Bolton Robots of Doom. He was great. Um, A player I look up to right now is um, Ollie Thompson. Uh, Easily, a good friend of mine. Um, who's playing college baseball in the U.S. at the minute. He's, he's just transferred to Hill College. He's just – he finds baseball easy. He makes baseball just easy. Uh, I'd love to be able to do that. But, um, yeah, it definitely. Um, Ollie's been a huge influence with the way I I look at baseball over the past few years. We met um, on the under-18s. and. Uh, it was actually, I think it was his first year playing baseball and he'd made it onto the U18 national team. And from there, he's just absolutely skyrocketed. Um, yeah, he's been a great teammate to play with um, in the UK. And obviously, he's still, you know, helping me from across the pond, you know, and giving me workouts that they do, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's keeping me going back here whilst, you know, so I'm doing as much as I can from over here. That's cool. Uh, is is Ollie's sort of path the, the one that you're looking to take yourself? I mean, is is college in, in America on your radar as a, as a goal? Or what, what are your own personal goals and targets? I mean, it was a goal. Um, I think I... Um, that's a good question. Um, yeah, it, it was a goal. I think it's not as much a goal now to go to the US still. I mean, it's definitely, I want to still play competitive baseball, whether that be here in the UK or, you know, there's professional leagues across the world, you know, Australia, Germany, 
the Netherlands. You know, uh, I'd play baseball anywhere. It's um, I want to keep playing GB baseball. That's my main goal. Yeah. For the time being, is you know get onto the U23 team next year, and go to the championships. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, let's ask you as well. Uh, any of your other family members interested in baseball? Um, I'd say yeah. So my brother plays as well. My brother's um, the first baseman for the Legends. Uh, he's 15. Um, yeah, another person in my life that makes baseball look easy. I think he he uh, made it onto the GB under 15s last year. So um, yeah, he is. Yeah, I envy him a little bit. <laughs> for the how easy he finds baseball he's um yeah but um i think my family's really taken to baseball or at least they've been forced into taking to baseball over the years um we've been to boston a few times and uh uh been to see boston rather quite a few times once in miami once in in boston um yeah they've they've sort of i'm we were me and my brother are both lucky enough that we have very supportive family that want us want to see us do really well and um so obviously with all the driving they have to do to get us to baseball games you know it really shows how supportive they are you know the six hour journeys on a sunday there and back Mm. to slough you know to farnham park to play two two games of baseball are just we're always grateful for the fact that they are willing to drive that far for us just to play baseball. Yeah, yeah, that's great. It's always good to have the backing and, and support of the family, especially when you got the keys to the car. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and you don't have a license. Yeah. <laughs> um, which which coaches within your sort of growing career have made the most impacts on you as a player and a person, and why? Um, obviously, there's been a ton of with playing on a load of different teams and playing on a few different GB teams have been, you know, absolute ton of coaches. Um, all of them have had an influence in one way or another. Um, obviously, um, they've all influenced my baseball, but um, I'd say a few that took the time, you know, to, you know, get to know the players on a, human like you know one-to-one basis Mm -hmm. have really um you know changed me as a person um i'd say like the things you learn from coaches at gb like will linton liam carroll um spencer um and uh, jonathan crammon uh all of them have been like you learn stuff like you know uh leave places cleaner than you found them um you know, just have that hustle constantly. And a lot of that you carry over into, you know, your everyday life. Like, I, like one one example I can give is um, being in the gym at university and other people are leaving, you know, weights around, weights around the gym. And you're the guy who cleans up after everybody because, you know, whilst as you're about to leave, you clean up for everybody because you're the guy who is going to leave it cleaner than you found it and not, you know, you don't care who's left things. Uh, it's your responsibility to leave it cleaner than you found it. Um, yeah. uh, 
somebody who's especially like influenced my life I'd say is uh, Jonathan Crammon I mean he so um, last year uh, like one I'd say one example of a time where he's just taken the time is um, so last year Dan my brother got onto the U15 team and we took a tour to um, uh, Germany. Uh, I think it was a place called Marl, just outside of Dusseldorf. And um, it was just a tournament to keep the kids going, you know, between uh, between qualifiers and between championships. Because last year there was no um, qualifier or championship, European championship. And so he he was the head coach with Brian Lanoff, both awesome guys. And um, yeah, he so obviously because I played for the played for the Mets youth and we'd been to Prague together. Uh, he was the coach of my, one of my Prague teams. And so he knew my family quite well. And obviously me and my brother have both been on teams that he's coached. So I, in the, in the final game, he took the time out to ask me if I brought baseball pants, because I think it was um, one of the coaches went home early or something, had to be back in the UK. And so I became um, first base coach for that game. Oh, wow. And um, without realising, um, he ensured that... So that year, last year, we unfortunately lost my nan to uh, cancer. And, um, yeah. Uh, so we unfortunately lost her to cancer. But just before we lost her... Um, we were in Germany and so my nan got to see me and my brother both in GB baseball uniforms on the same field and that was because of Kramen. Nice one. Because he took the time to ask the question, do you have baseball pants? Yeah. Can you be first base coach? And we, we have a picture of me, my brother and my nan, both of us in GB baseball uniforms. It's, I'll, tre- I'll treasure that forever. Yeah. It's, absolute, it, it's absolutely awesome. Brilliant. How did you find um, the coaching duties that you were given uh, as a first base coach? Were you given any set instructions or were you pretty much left to your own devices? How, um, how, how, was, how was that as an experience? I'd, um, I, I'd done coaching before um, uh, for like, I think I, so when I was uh, 15, 16, um, our Bronco team needed some coach. So when I was, I was playing for Halton Polecats, and our Bronco team needed a coach because the coach of the Bronco team had to, I think he went to another team. And so uh, me and two other players from the older team decided to become coaches of the Bronco team. So we took our, um, our coaching courses and yeah, we got our level one. So I'd done some coaching before, but it was, there's something different about, being able to put on a GB uniform at any stage and you know it was it was an awesome feeling to be a coach uh you know for GB for a little you know even if it was just for seven innings it was it was an awesome feeling and um yeah there wasn't any set instructions I think it was um very much uh, I feel like first base coach from the 15s team 
is the to inc- just encourage the players as much as possible. Yeah. And just let them know, like that team, I'd say was one of the best youth teams I've seen. And I realized that all my job was just to say, you know, just to keep them high spirited and just keep them going. Cause they, they, you know, I, there was nothing I could tell them because they were just absolutely playing their hearts out. Yeah. And they got, I mean, I was first base coach of the final game and they'd absolutely trounced every other team they played against. So they didn't need, need me to tell them anything in the final. You know, I just let them play. Yeah. Lovely. Uh, what are your earliest memories around GB? Do you, do you remember what your call was like from, from an early age or how is it that you got selected? Can you talk us for that process? Yeah, the, the first time I played, well, the first time actually, I, I tried out at 13. <laughs> I actually do have um, a memory of trying out at 13 that was, um, so they what they used to do at GB tryouts was um, they would have something called the 300-yard dash. No, so now they do the 60-yard dash, which is just, you know, run as fast as you can 60 yards. Then it was a 300 yards, so it would be, fifth, you know, a 50-yard sprint, touch the line, run back with another 50 yards, and then do that three times. And, oh, my God, I was, I was 13 at the time, pretty unfit, and vomited straight after it at the tryout. Um, weirdly enough, I've done that since. I vomited at a, vomited at a tryout, but, um, uh, yeah, I my my best early memory from playing for GB was um, so the first tour I went on, it was under 16s to where you went to Florida and right. played at, um, we played at the Houston Astros uh, spring training facility. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I think, God, I only think I, I was 14 on the under 16 team. And I think I only played about um, four or five innings out of four games, I couldn't have cared less. The, the, you know, the fact that we were at a major league baseball facility playing against, you know, uh, I think one of them was a U- USA team. Um, uh, one was uh, Puerto Rico. And it was just, it was just awesome to be on the same field as guys like that and, you know, compete against them. I think, our best game was a three nothing loss to Puerto Rico, which I think we all celebrated because it was just like we kept them to three runs. Yeah. We were just excited that we were playing guys that were ultimate baseball. You feel that that raised your own game playing against the Definitely. It I think playing good competition brings your game up whether you like it or not. You have to raise your game the same way having a good having good players on your team raises your game because you have to raise your game to stay in the team. It pushes you to be better, mm. which is a good feeling. Yeah. Um, just a, a little side note, move on to the next question. How important is baseball in your life? I'd, I'd say it's easily one of the most important thing, things. I'd say, I mean, my girlfriend would say it's my number one love. Um, with the amount of time I, yeah, with the amount of time I spend playing baseball, obviously she's joking, but, but, um, 
Yeah, the amount of t- the amount of time I spend playing baseball, you know, it's every day, and it's, yeah, yeah, um, it's extremely important. Um, it's obviously become a huge thing for the family, and I'd say it's what's you know made me into the adult that I am. Well, yeah, I'm 21, not really an adult yet, but um, the person, yeah, yeah. Doesn't feel like it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we um, got a better facial hair than I did when I was twenty. <laughs> it's taken forty years to get this on the go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, the, yes. there's one thing that's been mentioned on the show quite a lot. Of, um, is the the support of the girlfriends, fiancés, mm. and wives of, of the British baseball community. Yeah. They're, they're a fantastic bunch, unsung heroes. Um, so Definitely. If I had a hat on, I'd be tipping it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is it then that, that drives you and motivates you as a young um, I'd say I, it's definitely changed since I, started, since I started playing baseball it's definitely changed you know like as a young like as a really young player like a you know kid joining the game it was just find something new you know and just play baseball. It was just I just just love playing baseball. I still love playing baseball, um, but now I play. You know, I I do my training in the week. I train every day for the guy next to me on a Sunday. You know, on a on a Saturday and Sunday, I train for my teammates. I think uh, something. I, th- I think it was Will Linton said to me once was. Um, yeah, in one of the classroom sessions at the HPA, we were talking about what once you finish baseball, what would what will people say about you as a person? And that that has motivated me every single time I've stepped on a baseball field yeah. since then. It's you know, what will the guy next to me think of me? Um, will they think I'm a good teammate? Will I th- will they think I'm the guy who hustled for the team? Am I the guy who was you know, thinking, oh, I got on get on, got to get on base so the next guy can have an at bat as well. You know, that's that's what motivates me when I'm on a baseball field. It's what can I do for the guy next to me to help him and myself get better at baseball. Yeah. What would your teammates say about you then? How would they describe you as a player? Um, I I'd hope they would say. You know, I'm the guy who just wants to help the team any way possible. Like, even when I'm not in the game, I'm the guy who's third base coaching or the one with, you know, three baseballs waiting for the first baseman and the center fielder to come back in. I'm the guy warming up the um, left fielder. Or, you know, I'm the guy who will make the plays in the crucial situations and, you know, get, get the hits when I need to, you know, just to help the team. Yeah, I hope you know. I hope that I'm the person who's constantly hustling and keeping everybody awake and alive. You know, making sure that yeah, just that I'm being a good teammate, basically. That's awesome. So you, you're now part of the the legend setup. You, you your season has has come to a close now with with the the open tournament bracket for the NBL coming to an end. How would you summarize your time um, with this with this new team? absolutely insane like 
I've never had a better season when it's been one and tw- eleven. You know, we went we went one win, eleven losses, and it feels like we went twelve and zero because every person on that team has, you know, got exponentially better at baseball. Just a huge improvement from every player. Like um, the the atmosphere J-Rod has created on that team has, you know, every player gelled with each other. I think it is a... I think we have to credit the players. Like, I... You have to credit the players for how well they've just sort of taken to each other and just, just encouraged each other in a way that I've never seen before on a baseball field, on, on any team that I've been on. They just are credit to themselves seriously like I I think I got one hit this season and because I was working on a few things with my swing and it's just like the amount of encouragement and I, I mean I'm I think I'm the second third oldest player on the team and the younger guys are so encouraged like they fire you up so much for the fact that they do not care what you do as long as you are playing as hard as you possibly can. Yeah. And they are, they're definitely a credit to all the clubs they've come from. I think, what, it's Brighton, Bournemouth. Um, there's one from Liverpool. Edinburgh and um, Aberdeen as well. Yeah. Wren and Connor from Scotland. Just absolute credit to all the ball clubs that they've come from. Just the 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 team has been awesome to play on. Yeah. So, what are you going to do yourself in the off season? It doesn't stop, to be honest. With you. Um, uh, I'm hoping to carry on uh, coaching at HPA, helping out coaching at HPA. Um, I know there's a lot of things in the work with the legends. Um, that hopefully will come through to fruition in the off season. Um, I just sort of carry on doing what I've been doing this entire season. Yeah. Just keep working towards, you know, the U23s and hoping to get back on the team next year. I think that that's the end goal. That's the goal I'll be looking forward to in the off season. Yeah. That's all I'll be thinking about. Oh, it's good. Nice, nice to have a target. Um, I'm yeah. pretty much just going to try and sleep as much as possible uh, yeah. <laughs> until until podcasting time comes on again. But, no, but I'm I'm trying to get as much baseball action under my belt mm. as often as possible. Yeah, I'm I think I'm really going to miss really going to miss it. Um, when training comes to an end, I'm not sure what the, what the yeah. plans are at the moment in Manchester, but it's been such a great great ride. I mean, yeah, it's it's been it's been awesome. Yeah. So. I do envy, I do envy you young whippersnappers hmm. with uh, all the time and all the things you got to look forward to in it. Yeah. But I'm I'm hoping to sort of make a fair few memories of my own in the, in this game hmm. as well before it's it's too late. Um. So as we sort of come towards the end of the the show, is there anything? Um. I always like to leave the the last word open to the guest. So is there any hmm. shout outs or? Any anyone you want to give mention to, or anything you like to add? Um, I think I'd just give a shout out to all the players on the team this year. Um, 
you know, Ren, Django, um, the both the Connors, um, Deacon, De- yeah, Deacon especially. De- Deacon um, last week, not uh, the the week we played the Mets in the regular season, or well, you know, the regular season. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last game uh, we played against the Mets, he had a really tough landing on uh, throw to first base and severely sprained his ankle, and still showed up to playoff weekend with a cast on his leg, you know, playing all the walk-up songs for the, each player and just even, even you know, without without being able to play baseball, he still turned up and was there for his guys. Yeah. I've got to give him credit for that. What was your walk-up song? Oh, mine is uh, Rainfall by Stormzy. It's okay. the, the, last, the last little few seconds of it. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I I wouldn't have any any clue what to have for my walk up no. song. Every time someone mentions it on Twitter, I, I keep saying the Back to the Future theme because I'm a Burke and it's the only I thing that's made. That's good. <laughs> it's, it's awful. Any, <laughs> is any, no, the Back to the Future theme is an absolute classic. I don't mean that way. But yeah, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. I, I know. I think I, it, it's whatever whatever gets you in the mood to hit. Mm. That's that's all I think. That the song that I chose. Uh, makes me want to dance so that's that's the whole that's the idea I had you know it's just whatever whatever makes you want to hit or just move is the song you should have cracking uh, was it a baby shark there's some MLB player oh baby shark yeah Juan Soto his daughter awesome yeah oh dude yeah. yeah Um, and final question if you could have one wish for British baseball what would it be? Uh, I know it's not um, as simple as this, but uh, for all the teams to, you know, at least start, you know, working towards playing against, you know, everybody playing against each other again. Like when I was young, it was, I remember playing in the finals of the the double A finals at Farnham Park with Bolton Robots of Doom versus... Uh, I think it was one of the London Mets teams. And that was just incredible to have like the Northern teams playing the Southern teams and, you know, having that sort of everybody playing each other again. That that would be awesome. But I know, um, yeah, it'd be good to work towards that and have, you know, British baseball back to its glory days. Everybody playing everybody. Excellent. Uh, Matthew Moran, thank you very much for your time and no uh, I look forward to seeing you next season. Yeah, definitely. All right, mate. Take it easy. Yeah, you too. Sarah. Matt's team was in action this weekend with some uh, BBF Open semi-finals that took place on Saturday and it's the London Mets and they defeated the Lancashire Legends 10 runs to zero and the Rebeldies uh, taken on the South Coast Pirates and that game ended 14 runs to four in favour of the Rebeldies. The London Capitals defeated the Essex Arrows nine runs to seven, and the MK Bucks uh, took on the um, took home the win. Sorry, uh, with 12 runs to six against the Long Eaton Storm. The finals were then played on Sunday. We saw the Legends take on the Essex Arrows, and that game ended 15 runs to three in favour of the Arrows. And Long Eaton Storm faced the South Coast Pirates with the Storm defeating the Pirates 15 runs to three two. And to see who would be crowned champions of the NBL, the London Mets faced off against the London Capitals 
and then in the Bristol games, the Rebeldies took on the MK Bucks with the Mets being crowned champions in a nine runs to one victory um, and the cap over the Capitals and the Rebeldies took home the crown in a very close nine runs to seven game against the Bucks. And there's a lot of praise uh, coming out of, of that game too with Gabor Erdos, the friend of the show and, and the umpire was down there in Bristol for that weekend. And he said he'd like to give a huge shout out to Bristol Baseball Club for hosting the build a quality field and they maintain it well throughout the whole weekend. Fantastic hosts. And also uh, to Jose Chavez and Holly Island, who were the umpires, allowed them to work a free umpire system that weekend. Um, and he said it was really good. Uh, great, great to have the rookies on there under his wing who uh, were superb with the drills and the feedback and uh, there's some great stuff down there. In the East of England Baseball League, Norwich Warriors took on the Cambridge Lancers in two close games. The Lancers on top in game one, winning 10 runs to eight and the Warriors winning 17 runs to 16 in game two. The Cambridge Royals faced the North Hans Centurions and again, both teams taking home a victory. Game one belonging to the Royals, winning 13 runs to 12, and the Centurions winning their game 13 runs to 9. The final game in the EOEBL saw the Essex Redbacks score a double win over the MK Bucks 2, with game one ending 18 runs to 6, and a close game 2 saw the Bucks just missing out uh, 12 runs there to 11. The table, we have the Redbacks on top, followed by Brentwood Stags, the Bucks, followed by Centurions, Cambridge Royals, and then the Lancers and the Warriors, just propping up the league there. Over to the West Midlands Baseball League, there are four, all four teams in action with some highly competitive and top draw baseball. The Starbridge Titans, still looking for their first victory, took on the Worcester Sorcerers, and the Wolverhampton Wolves taking on the joint top team in the Telford Downs. Although Telford hit 12 runs past the Sorcerers, the Worcester side were, were too strong and not 24 runs past the Titans. The Wolves weren't able to score any runs this week as the Giants brought home 10. These results saw both Worcester and Telford tie for top spot, but with Telford having the superior runs scored on a head-to-head -head basis, they take on the top seed and will face the Starbridge Titans next Sunday and the second seed Sorcerers will take on the third seed Wolves. And that's it for me. Don't forget to tidy away your mug and wipe down the crumbs off your of yourself and i'll see you next week for another edition of the british baseball podcast ciao ciao